Hey gorgeous, this is episode number 262 and we have the amazing sales maven Nikki Rausch back on the show today. This is Nikki Rausch and you are listening to Heart Sales Podcast with Christine Schlonsky. Enjoy. I am so excited to have Nikki back on the show today. You want to make sure you have a piece of paper and a pencil because she is going to share amazing, amazing content that will really help you to improve your sales game. In the last episode, we talked about four sentences she is using to really prep herself for success, to protect her sales mindset. And if you have not listened to that yet, you need to check out episode number 261, How to Protect Your Sales Mindset. And today we talk about don't sell past the close and why this is so, so important for you and your business and every single potential client you are talking to. So Nikki has a ton of experience in sales. After 25 years of experience in selling to such prestigious organizations as the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, Hewlett Packer and NASA, Nikki Rausch has decided to trade her road various status so she could help entrepreneurs sell in a way that builds relationship, creates true connection, and results in more close deals and long-term clients. She helps her clients now to transform the misunderstood process of selling and helps them by providing techniques, tools, and tips so that everyone can successfully incorporate these into their sales processes and can actually replicate what they have learned with her. So tune in to this wonderful episode where we go deep on another conversation about how to sell from your heart. Well, I am so, super excited to have you back on the show, Nikki. Welcome. Thank you for having me back. Our first conversation was already so, so juicy. And I remember what you told me when it comes to you know, the point that you possibly could be rejected or that a meeting might not go the way you anticipated. So you shared like those four sentences that we can say to ourselves, like, I'm glad I'm here. I'm glad you're here. And then I know what I know. And the last one was, I care about you, which like really puts you in a wonderful state you need to feel it in your body, yet you really need to be in the statements mm-hmm. and then you will feel the shift of energy. So that allows for better com- conversations and it also allows to handle maybe a no much better than without using this little prep. Yeah, that's right. Exactly. Yeah. And I also love, we, we, we started to talk about it, but we were running out of time. So you kind of mentioned how you like to be sold to. Yes. And what, when you said that, it really like triggered in me like different scenarios where I really enjoyed the sale process and I knew I'm going to end up buying, but I only wanted to buy from the best person. Because I wanted, you know, I wanted to buy from someone where I felt like, oh, they're a successful salesperson or they really care about this conversation, like where I really felt like they, they were with me and they were just not just 
nice to get my credit card <laughs> or, <laughs> or my cash or what, whatever it was. So let's, right. let's talk a little about, because I think it's val a valuable conversation, not just because we have fun talking about it, but also how we want to be treated. We mm. can take that to kind of tweak our own processes to treat yeah. people in a better way. You know, I, I love this conversation. I'm so excited to have it with you. And I remember, I remember a couple years ago, I was coaching somebody on her selling process, and we were talking about a prospecting activity that she was going to do. And she had laid it out for me. She was really excited about it. And I said, "Now, if you were in the shoes of being the client, how would you respond to this?" And she's like, "Oh, I hate it when people do this to me." And I was like, "Then don't do it to other people, right? Like." Nobody wants to be sold to like this. And so if you don't want to be sold to like this, then you definitely shouldn't be selling to other people like this. So that's, you know, that was one thing I'll never forget. And it was like, it was like a light bulb went on over her head and she was like, oh, because so many people had told her this is the way that you prospect. But it was so off-putting to her and off-putting to me too, which is why I questioned her about it. But this idea of like, yeah, as a salesperson, I do love a good sales conversation. And I, you know, one, one thing I look for too is I want to work with somebody who is confident that they are an expert in their field. And so that's one thing I think sometimes in sales, especially if you're uncomfortable with the selling process, if you don't show that you are confident, if you don't, no matter what your product or service is, if you cannot confidently walk somebody through the sales process, I question your expertise on, your, on whatever it is that you're an expert at. Yeah, totally agree. And we've all been in situations where we had an amazing conversation. And when it came to the time when you know the offer was made, the person became a different person. Yes. Right, they turned into a little weirdo. <laughs> they, I don't know, they exchanged personalities. Yes, they stammered on their words. They changed, um, you know, maybe the color of their face from regular to white, like white, white, like a wall, like chalk. <laughs> and uh, you know, you could really feel something is off. Yes. And, you know, I'm, I mean, I'm making a little bit fun of it because it's, you know, I have like vivid pictures in my mind from situations that I have been in. But obviously, if you are on the other side, it's not funny at all. Uh, but the good thing is there is a cure, right? There is a cure. <laughs> there is a cure for sure. I, I had another client um, a few years back too that she said when she, the reason she hired me to help her through the selling process is because she was going out, she was giving these huge presentations in front of a large group of people, a lot of influencers, you know, obviously the people who are going to hire her for the next thing and the next thing and the next thing. And she said, as soon as I get to the sales part of my presentation, like the offer, my voice changes and I feel like a different person. And I was like, well, we, that's the first thing we're going to fix because you, like you said, you cannot change your, demeanor. You can't have this great, like be so great and interesting. And then as soon as you go into sales mode, become like a robot or start talking weird because people are like, what's going on? Like something's off. Yeah. Yeah. 
And 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 I, I know like especially like the emotional state people are in in these situations when it's not working for them, it's re it's really really painful. Yeah. Um. That's why I always start with a mindset when when I start coaching people because that's just what's in the way. Yeah. Yeah. Mindset is a big one. The other thing I always think about from a sales, you know, when I, when when I'm in the position of being the client. I really appreciate when somebody is respectful of the way I choose to be communicated with. And so I don't know if you've ever had this happen where I'll say to somebody, you know, please email this over to me and they'll go, well, let's get on a phone call. And, I, and I'll say, I, I actually want to look at this first and then we can get on a phone call. But then they just, they're so insistent that they have to get me on a phone call. They're not even willing to send something. That to me shows right away, like, mm, I'm not interested in working with this person because they're not showing any care for my preference. Mm, yeah, that's, that's a good one. And, you know, some people like to talk on the phone and some just want to read first. And you really need to understand what the other person needs right? That's your job to figure that out first. Yeah. Otherwise you yeah. can't even make the right offer. <laughs> yeah. I always say, take your cues from the client. If the client is yeah. saying, this is my preferred way of communication, be respectful of that. I had somebody try to sell me um, a while back and he was insistent that we had to meet in person. And I said, I don't have time for an in-person meeting. If you'd like to hop on a phone call or if you'd like to do a Zoom session with me, and he just was so persistent. And he was like, I'm only going to take five minutes of your time. I'll meet you by, you know, by your office. And I just, I finally was like, you know what? No, because I've said clearly, I don't want to have to leave my office to have this conversation with you. And, and he was just so like, well, I just know that this works better if we meet in person. I was like, well, then, then I'm not interested in buying from you. Like, and that was the end of it. Yeah. Yeah, such a pity. I mean, what an opportunity, right? Yeah. And I mean, you, just you have somebody away who's interested. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, five, five minutes, come on. I mean, what, what are you going to sell in five minutes? <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. Right. But you, don't, you don't even have time for a good warm-up to get to know the other person. Right. Right. Yeah. What's one of yours? Like, what's one of your favorite things when, when you are in the position of the client? Well, yeah, if, if they are really listening, like if, if I feel like we are right now coming up with a solution and yeah. not just with the best, next best thing that they thought that they could sell, <laughs> right? <laughs> so, you know, sometimes like when they don't have like the perfect offer, I feel you just then should stop selling and really figure out mm -hmm. what does the client need? Like, what do they truly need? And can you actually figure it out? Can you make an offer that fits their needs? Or do you need to refer that person to someone else who can? Yeah. Like really yeah. coming from this place of being of, of service and not just, you know, selling something because you know how to sell. And then the client ends up with whatever price point and they only get a little bit out of whatever services or product you actually provided. Yeah, I think that's a lot, lot of lot, um, lost opportunity. And if you really say, well, you know what? I don't think I'm the right person for you. Or I don't think my product or service will do for you what you really, really need. Well, let me give you a resource. Or if you don't have one, just say, well, sorry, but I'm, I'm not going to sell you. 
That's right. Yeah. So, and I, I think people will remember that because it's like the level of respect. And then you really, when you say like, I care about you, that's when you really show that care. Yeah, I totally agree. To and not, having that level of integrity, right? Yeah, exactly. So what means heart cells for you? Heart cells? Yeah. Yeah. Heart cells for me is, again, putting that relationship first and making sure that that we're okay regardless of what the outcome is. Whether I have a solution for you, whether you want my solution or not, that I always think, um, you know, the foundation of everything I teach is based on rapport. And I always think that when you have a conversation with somebody, you should be making rapport deposits. Like in my mind, I imagine I have a rapport bank account with everybody I come into contact with. And I always want to make deposits in that bank account because I also know that sometimes I do make a misstep or I'm a, I might say something wrong or I might miss a meeting for whatever reason. Like things happen. And if I'm going to make a withdrawal from that bank account, I want to make sure I have a balance in there so I don't completely like get the, you know, I don't want the account to close and then not have any relationship with the person. So I always think heart sells to me is relationship and rapport building. Yeah, I, I just love that. And the idea of, you know, that relationship bank account where you put money in because then it will multiply. Yeah. <laughs> right? Because totally. interest rate in those accounts is not zero, guys. <laughs> <laughs> no, actually right? not interest. It's like the compound effect, right? Like that yeah. stuff really grows when you are willing to make deposits in that account with somebody. And so sometimes it's reaching out to people without the intention of trying to like close the deal, right? It's just being of service or it's, it's touching base and showing your care and appreciation of the other person. Yeah, totally. Yeah. So when we look back at your career of selling, and I know you, you started early in your grandfather's shop, actually, was there anything that comes to mind, like the very first thing that you ever sold? Well, I'll tell you the first big deal I ever closed and there was a great lesson that came out of this and it was to Johnson and Johnson and I was working for the tech, the technology company and it was going to be the biggest deal that, you know, that I had ever closed. It was like an $80,000 deal, which at the time seemed like a ginormous deal and the sales team that I was on, we used to have this um, outside of my manager's office. She had this big brass bell. And when you closed a deal over 50 grand, she would ring the bell and everybody who was on the sales floor would come and gather around and celebrate if you weren't on the phone, right, with a client. But we would come and celebrate the big win for somebody. So I just wanted that brass bell rung in my honor. Like I wanted it so bad. And right at the very last moment, my contact at Johnson & Johnson came back to me and said, you know, Nikki, we've had, a, we've had a budget cut. We want to do this deal, but we only have this amount of money to do this deal. And so it was like a, I don't know, it was going to be like a $3,000 discount. And they asked if we could still do the deal, if I was willing to, you know, make this concession. And I had to go into our um, product manager. He's the one who set all the pricing. And I had to sell him on this discount. And this was, I mean, this was, so, this was back in the 90s. Things were very different then. Like I had to fill out this special colored piece of paper. And I had to get his signature in order to turn in the order with this discount on it. And I went into his office 
Well, by the way, before I went into his office, I sat in my cubicle for like a half an hour preparing my whole big talk about how I was going to convince him to give this discount. And so I was like really prepped and I was like so ready and I was just on fire and I go into his office and I say, okay, Russ, I've got this deal for Johnson and Johnson. And while I'm talking, he holds his hand out for the piece of paper because he sees it in my hand and he puts it on his desk and he signs it and he hands it back to me. But I'm only like five minutes into my 30 minute presentation. So I'm like, I'm like the, you know, like the, the infomercial when it's like, but wait, there's more, you get the knife and you get the this and you get right. And, and he finally, he yells at me and he goes, stop talking. And I was like, I was so shocked. I was like, what? And he's like, you're selling past the clothes. I already signed the paper. Get out of my office and go close that deal. And it was one of the best lessons I've ever learned in sales because, and I teach this now too, is that once somebody is ready to move forward and close the deal, you have got to stop talking because you might talk yourself out of that sale. So that was my I'll never forget that. And, and getting that brass bell, because I did get the order, getting that brass bell rung in my honor and Russ, you know, telling me, stop talking, you're selling past the clothes. Oh, what a valuable lesson. Thank you so, so much for sharing this. And it's such an important lesson because, you know, unfortunately, I experienced that life. <laughs> and I know we, we were like a colleague of mine. Um, we were pretty good friends at the time. She kept talking and talking and the person already had the order form and the pen ready and she kept talking. And then it came to the point where she name dropped and then he looked at her and said, oh, that's our partner. They already signed up. Well, then we just go with a partner. <gasps> oh my gosh. And that was a big deal. Like, yeah, I think a, a little bit more than what you just mentioned. So I just saw that like vanishing, like, you know, I was at the other end of the pretty big room, like observing, like really hoping that it goes through that we can get to celebrate afterwards and yeah. it all crashed in front of my eyes, her eyes. Yeah. And I could feel the pain. Like, luckily, it wasn't like my pain, my deal, even though I lost deals, obviously, but like that was such a valuable lesson to really stop talking and you know because you kind of over talk yeah yeah so thanks for sharing yours and you know <laughs> ni nice with, with your boss but i know that people do experience that and if they don't realize what happened they will keep making these mistakes mm -hmm. right i think in the moment where we say well are you in or whatever your words will be you really have to be quiet you really need to stop talking because the other person needs to think. Yes. Give them time to process. Yeah. Give them time to make a decision. And more importantly, give them time to say yes. Mm. Oh, yeah. What, I love that. That's such an important piece. Give them the time to say yes. Because now if you keep talking, that shows how insecure you are. Yes. And, you know, you're kind of talking, 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 hoping that nobody will realize it, but the energy is not good around it. 
Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Cause you see that in people, right. It's like that nervous energy that starts to come through. And so, yeah, that's the, that selling past the clothes it, that will get you, Oh man, that'll get you so many times. Yes. And I've been in situations in my own life where I want to keep talking, but I hear Russ's voice in my head yelling, stop talking you're selling past the clothes and I will just like, I would say zip it and I'll just push my lips together and I'll wait and then let them make their decision. Yeah. And it's such a hard moment, right? Because we think it takes forever. <laughs> like time slows down and then, you know, think, 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 but don't talk, right? Give them, yeah. give them the opportunity to say something, whatever it is. Like, obviously yeah. you hope it's a yes, but give them the time to process and to say yes. So valuable. And I'm so happy you brought us your wonderful ebook because it's probably something you're going to talk about. It's talking about closing. So please let us know where we we can find it and why we should read it. So the ebook is called Closing the Sale, and it walks you through the discovery, the proposal, and the close process. And there's some language suggestions in there. There's definitely a whole part around when to be quiet and wait. And you can get that by going to yoursalesmaven.com forward slash heart. So it's yoursalesmaven.com forward slash heart. And you can download my ebook, Closing the Sale. I'll be happy to give, gift that to your listeners. Awesome. Well, thank you so, so much. So is there like any parting piece of guidance that you would love to leave us with? The parting piece of guidance is that people like to be invited. So never be afraid to invite somebody to do business with you. Yeah. Never, you know, you you can invite more. Probably everybody can invite more. Would you agree? I totally agree. I think a lot of people think, oh, well, if somebody wants to buy from me, they'll let me know. And that's not true. The fact of the matter is most people won't make a conscious decision to buy from you until you issue that invitation, until you ask for their business, they probably will not give it to you. So you should be asking more. Yeah. And you should feel amazing about it. Yes. Because people like to be invited. I don't know about you, but like, don't you like to be invited to something even if you can't attend or even if you're not interested, it's still nice to be invited. So just invite people and see what happens. Yeah. And and sometimes you really don't even know if they are offering services. Oh, yeah. You think they might, but if they don't express that, you don't really know. And, you know, I would would say and ask, is there something you offer? But lots of people will not ask. Yeah. And so if your client doesn't know what the logical next step is because you didn't invite them or because you didn't lay it out clearly, they won't take the step. Like they're not going to go looking for how do I pay you money? They might, but most of them won't. They'll just wait until somebody else comes along who is better at closing and who will ask for the business and then they'll give their money to them. Ouch. And that we do not want. No. Because they might no. not even be as heart-centered as you are, as amazing as you are, as gifted as you are. So it's really time to get your sales game to the next level. For sure. Make sure you get Nikki's book. Have a good read. Let her know how it felt for you reading it. I will put all the links to Nikki in the show notes, obviously the transcripts and the show notes and the most important points as well as the resources. 
And also, if you have a chance, um, have a listen to her wonderful presentation her, to her masterclass at the Sales Mentality Makeover Masterclass 4. Yeah, it's just going to blow your mind of what you can learn around sales. It was an amazing session and she got lots of great feedback. And uh, yeah, so you do not want to miss that. Uh, thank you so, so much for having been here, Nikki, and for sharing your wonderful heart-centered advice. And yeah, so everybody else, we're going to say bye. Well, maybe gorgeous, you can guess, but I could have talked to Nikki all day long and I am looking forward to have the next opportunity sometimes, somewhere to go even deeper on all the amazing content that she is sharing. Hop on over to christineschlonsky.com, find the podcast tab and the wonderful episodes with Nikki, 261, 262. And from there, you will have the transcripts, the show notes, the key points, and also all the links to Nikki to connect with her on social media, to check out her homepage and the resources with her wonderful gift, Closing the Sale. And also there's a link if you want to check out the Sales Mentality Makeover Masterclass number four, where Nikki has been a part and where she taught an amazing, amazing lesson. You can do that as well. So thank you so much for tuning in. Once you're over there at christineschlonsky.com and you have found the podcast tab, sign up for the empowerment notes. This is where you get all the updates on Heart Sales Podcast, as well as amazing content I usually do not share on social media and also an invitation to join the Heart Sells members community. That is a community for heart-centered business builders and you will learn heart-centered business builders with people, entrepreneurs, entrepreneurs in the making from all around the world. So thank you so much. Have a wonderful day wherever you are in this beautiful world and I'm saying bye for now. Bye.